Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. With me today is Ronnie Court. You've heard Ronnie on here a whole bunch of times. Ronnie's the guy that's in the locker room, in the clubhouse, talking to the guys. Uh, he's everywhere. He's the man on the scene, so it's always good to have Ronnie today. How are you doing, Ronnie? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about the Rockies because they are they're hot. Yeah, we should be. They're summer hot. And uh, before we get too far into that, we want to thank our sponsor, Tap 14 on 1920 Blake Street. You've heard me talk about them every single time on this podcast. And with good reason, it's the go-to place for you for the Rockies game before or after the game, or even when there's not a game. If you're just downtown and you want to go somewhere nice, especially in these these beautiful Colorado nights, you want to bring somebody out there, whether it's your buddy, whether it's a girlfriend, whatever, go out there and have a, have a good time there. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits. The menu's terrific. It rotates. It's always seasonal. It's locally sourced. Uh, it's outstanding. And, it, and it's reasonable, too. It's not something crazy like you hear these, oh, this is organic. It's going to be really expensive. No, it's actually, it's right in line with what you'd expect, except it's got a better view than just about anywhere you can imagine downtown, and it is all Colorado top to bottom. Give them a try. I think you'll enjoy it just as much as I do. Tap14.com. Spell it out. That's tap14.com. Ronnie, as we record this, the Rockies came off a game that, that you and I watched. We watched the entire game together. We took some notes on it. We talked about it. The Rockies toppled the Houston Astros on the road in the opening game of their abbreviated two-game series. This is a, a huge stretch for the Rockies. Now, they're in the middle of an incredible run of, of good teams they're playing. And when I mean good teams, I mean teams that have winning records and it's been a while since they haven't played one, but now they find themselves one game out of the NL West lead, one and a half games out of the wild card. One of the things we've talked about over the course of the summer is the fact that when the Rockies got buried a little bit, you have to start hopping over some of these teams because the later you get, the harder it is, even if you're only a handful of games out, to hop over a whole bunch of teams. Now they've put themselves in position. They have another against Houston tonight. Then they go to the division-leading Atlanta Braves in the NL East, and Ronald Acuna, who seems to be hitting everything with a tennis racket instead of a, a, base, a baseball bat. So this is a big series for them. We talked about it uh, not too long ago on the radio program with my, uh, my host, and I thought that 3-3 three and three would be a good road trip here. Well, they've already got one in the bank. You think they can still get that done before they come back and face the Padres next week? Absolutely. Uh, I am actually expecting 4-2. and two. Uh, I am... I am so ready. This is the year that I've said that no more three and three mediocrity. Just hang on is enough for me. I want the Rockies to be pushing forward four and two, really establishing themselves at the big boy table as we are a good team. We have quality pitching. We have an MVP caliber talent. Let's let's win these games and let's uh, grind out these gritty games because look the Rockies are doing it with quality starting pitching uh, and I know we're going to get to that but um, just just tremendous performances from their starters and timely offense as well too and and they're beating great talent uh, there was a statistic that the Root Sports broadcast threw up yesterday uh, you we were watching the game together uh, I believe it was forty one straight games or something to that realm right. of teams above five hundred. Or, or more. And by the time straight. this trip will be over, it'll be 46. And the, the MLB record is 52. You know, if this was a run against good teams that was 15, 20 games deep, I'd say, okay, maybe pump your brakes. You know, this is just a good run. 
40 games that tells me this team is just that good and they have put themselves in that position to potentially win that west you talked about their their ability on the road the nl west leader in road wins has 34 the rockies have 33 they're right behind it they're five games over 500 on the road so this is a team that hasn't been afraid of the road and it hasn't been because of a run they've been good on the road all year actually so they're getting used to playing these top-tier teams. They're not backing down from them. Uh, Herman Marquez had a terrific performance in the opener in tonight's game, as we recorded. Tyler Anderson will take on Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is tied for the AL lead in strikeouts with 207 already. He's tied with Chris Sale of the Red Sox, and you know how he strikes people out. But Tyler Anderson, the last time he faced the Astros, and this is a guy that's a lefty. The Astros hit lefties very well. But the last time Tyler Anderson faced the Astros back in July, he held them to, to basically one earned run and three hits in seven and a third innings. Now, if he does something even close to that again, the Rockies might find themselves with a sweep. Well, and this is one of those starters that we've talked about this with Kyle Freeland in the past before, that it seemingly always has the Rockies in contention. Whether uh, he may have a stat line where uh, it doesn't look so good, but at least he's keeping them somewhat in the mix. And uh, you mentioned that the Astros do hit lefties good. Uh, and and I, I was on record earlier this year, and I'll say I'll eat the crow. I thought Tyler Anderson was just in the rotation because he was a lefty he has he has thoroughly stunned everybody uh it feels like this year with great performances and uh certainly will want to continue that because he was very good against the dodgers in his previous start one run ball over six hundred pitches uh and if he does that and puts them in contention uh, i've always believed for the past five ten years maybe since their colorado rockies have existed this is an offense that can run and beat any a starter that goes out there. And we saw that yesterday when the Rockies beat Justin Verlander. So I'm not worried. And Verlander, about- by the way, was really good. Yeah. He was fantastic. Verlander struck out 11 guys. I mean, he was phenomenal. They still were able to get over the top. And it's one of those it's one of those offenses that is just so gritty and so grindy and and I I've never worried about the opposing pitcher that the Rockies have faced because I know this offense can can hit against them. It's the pitchers that they send out and when they perform like they have performed lately when you're getting 6 7 innings from Herman Marquez, 7 from John Gray, 7 from Freeland uh, it is you are doing really good things for your ball club and you are becoming a very difficult team to beat. Yeah, and I think what you see now in a game like last night, you see the relief getting it done. This has been the major problem for the Rockies. And trust me, I don't know how much better it's really gotten. Uh, in last night's game, out of Vito came in, shut the door in the eighth. Wade Davis came in. Uh, you referred to it as attack mode, the way he went after guys. And he looked like a different pitcher. Now, granted, he goes and gets the one, two, three inning, gets a strikeout in that inning, lowers his ERA on the season to mm, uh, 10.97 post All-Star break. So, mm. I mean, it's uh, it's rough. And on the year, it's still in the fives. But, I mean, 10.97 mm, post All-Star break. And it got, uh, it got lowered because well, again, of that it, outing. But it, you can see it. He can do this. And the Rockies, look, there's no crying over spilled milk. It's gone. But if the Rockies don't have some of these games that have been thrown away, they're leading the NL West. Yeah, They're it, leading the wild card. They're a, they're an unquestioned playoff team. So at what point do you look at it and say, all right, guys, we know that we can do this because, look, if we hadn't had these silly games here and there that we messed up, 
We'd be in first place. And I know this is a cliche that everybody hears a lot, but they are glo- they are growing up before our eyes. I mean, in, in, when it comes from the starting pitching staff, uh, they are growing and progressing in the bullpen. Uh, obviously, they were not going to be as bad as they were in that uh, July stretch where they were just putrid. But, you know, with Wade, Wade Davis is so interesting because I was actually talking to uh, a couple other media colleagues about this. Wade Davis is very much boom bust and you can almost see it out of the stretch. The games where Wade Davis dominates, he, like you mentioned, he's in that attack mode. He's always coming after hitters. He's, he's not even throwing balls. He's it's throw, just strike, he's strike, strike, breaking balls. And he is saying, I'm going to throw this pitch and you're not going to hit it. It's that kind of confidence that got Wade Davis that big contract. Then again, you see those one or two, the one or two appearances out of nowhere where then he blows leads and allows three runs you take out. And I, and I know we're, we're nitpicking cherry picking stuff here, but if you take out three uh, appearances in the last, and I'm going to count on the road here, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 performances. If you take out three of those 12, he's literally been perfect. So we have seen way, and I'm not so much worried about the idea that he's blown a couple saves, that's what relievers are going to do. Yeah, closers nature, are going to do that, and they have short memories. That's that's It's the nature of the position. They're not going to go 50 for 50. But the performances that you've gotten from Wade Davis lately uh, have been stellar enough to where I think you can rely on him to be the guy towards the end of the season to shut doors in tight situations because he has done it before. I'm looking at the post-All-Star break numbers like we talked about. Now, Davis's ERA is 10.97. That's atrocious. But like you said, you know, a couple of these, the other 9 out of 12, he was basically flawless. So uh, he can do it. But here's where it's interesting to me. Post-All-Star break, Adam Modovino's ERA, 1.93, including the the, the perfect inning before there. Uh, uh, Sung Wan Ho, who has uh, 2.08. He's been a terrific addition. Yes, he had one bad game too, but he's had a, he's been a terrific addition. But here's the one that intrigues me. Brian Shaw, post-All-Star break, his ERA is 2.16. Ten walks in eight and a third innings to only, I'm sorry, ten strikeouts in eight and a third innings to only three walks and an opposing batting average of only 219. If Brian Shaw is quietly returning to form, I understand his season numbers probably aren't going to end up looking good. But your season numbers don't win you anything. If Brian Shaw pitches like this down the stretch, all of a sudden the Rockies' bullpen looks very different. Yeah, it, well, here's the thing. Uh, I feel like in this I feel like this is going to be a theme with a lot of pitchers because the Rockies went through that stretch that was so bad, particularly Shaw in in May uh in, even bleeding into June where he was just atrocious. But look, baseball is a sick what, 6-month sport. If you have one bad month and five good months, you're a good team. Baseball is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And I know it's not going to look pretty at the end of the the stat sheet when you see a, a closer who has eight blown saves or nine blown saves. But if all those were compacted uh, to a point to where you still made it out of that storm and he's saving 40 games a year... That's a pretty darn good-looking year, at least in my eyes, for for somebody that you would want on your roster. Brian Shaw is very much going to be the same. If he comes on strong towards the end of the season, yeah, he is going to have inflated numbers because of a seven-game stretch, which, to be truly honest, I think the manager probably mishandled a little bit. But 
if he comes on strong towards the end, now we're looking at a team that's just benefiting and, and getting those wins that they otherwise weren't seeing in the middle of the season, but in the most important, crucial moments. And they're in contention now. It's not like they're they're seven games out. They're a game out of the NL West. And, and I think this is a... I don't know if there's a perfect situation, if that's the best way to put it. You know, I, I equate it to like when in golf, um, I, 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 I strongly dislike golfing in the rain. Okay. Uh, although you probably shouldn't because of lightning or whatever the case, but I do it anyways. Cause I'm stupid. Um, I would rather, Ronnie's it, not a role model. No, I would rather it rain once and then be done for the rest of the day. Right. Then sprinkles all day long. Does that make a little it bit does, of sense? It does make sense. I think it's kind of the same way with this. I would rather have my pitchers, if they're going to struggle, because at some point they are. It's a 162-game season. If they're going to struggle in one little spurt and then be done for the rest of the season. And if that's the case for Colorado, and that's kind of what we're seeing now, this could be really good for them. Last weekend, the Rockies got a bit of a scare. Nolan Arenado ended up hurting his shoulder. For a while, there was even the idea he might go on to the DL. This, of course, allowed, actually, Ryan McMahon to pull off some of his heroics over the weekend. But fortunately, in, in last night's game against the Astros, the season opener, not only did our, Nolan Arenado come back as the DH, he also hit a home run in that game. Yeah, he's the best DH in baseball. Yeah. Well, and he's going to play it again in this uh, this closing game of the series, whether he likes it or not, because that's what makes sense. Uh, it's a nice luxury to be able to have an American League uh, team in, in, in the schedule right here so you can work him back gently. Yeah, because you want to be careful here. Uh, losing Arnado is... Look, the team, I, I'm not going to say they're absolutely doomed, but they're... A different team without well, him. Well, they lose so much value in in not only the offensive your best hitter, side, but you the lose your best fielder, and exactly. you probably lose maybe your most intense leader. Exactly, and and I think that's the big thing that the Rockies are kind of uh, rallying around. You know, on the pitching side, it, it's Kyle Freeland. I mean, everybody's running with it. I'm a Kyle Freeland guy. It's on social media, even with the fans and uh, everybody in that clubhouse and. Arenado acts that way not only for the offense but for the entire team and you want to be careful here you want his production but also at the same time if he does need a day of rest or two because I know he's not going to tell you Arenado's going to go up there and, and Buddy Black's going to ask him he's going to say hey do you want to play what do you think Arenado's going to say right, he's gonna, right. not going to say no he's going to say yes so you need to be monitoring this very closely because again while the Rockies are one game out of it, there is still, what, 30-plus games left? There's plenty left. There, There is still a lot of games to be played, and you need him. I would rather have him for that 27 and him get a day off or two than potentially having him for a 30 with a 50% chance risk of losing him for more than that. Well, I think you're right on that, and obviously the Rockies feel the same way DHing him in this series. We'll have an opportunity to come back uh, later in the week from Friday to possibly talk about how the uh, Rockies have been able to play not only the, this uh, road trip, which has been so far so good, obviously just starting out, but to where they stand in this playoff chase as things get interesting, as now teams are playing more and more. Uh, we've warned about it. The Dodgers are playing the Giants. You know, you're starting to see teams that are playing. The Cubs are playing the Brewers. I mean, these, these are these games that we knew were going to happen. The, these teams are going to start beating up on each other. So it's important for the Rockies to bank those wins when they can. And it's been really enjoyable to watch them play the way they have. So uh, we'll make sure to keep it right here and to keep it to milehighsports.com. And 
and the radio and, and all the other things that we do on here so we can keep you in tune with the Rockies as this uh, really entertaining, really enjoyable season continues to chug along. Ronnie, thank you for joining us. Uh, I have you all the time, but it's it's terrific every time. Thanks. You. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. And, and I strongly encourage you as a fan to go out and watch these Rockies. They are, they are gritty. They deserve your attention. It's a fun time at the ballpark. Uh, they are one of only two teams over 500 that have a negative uh, run differential yet that are way over 500. This is a gritty team, uh, and and this is fun. This is fun to have competitive baseball this time of year. It's tremendous. When you come on out, make sure you check out our friends at Tap 14, too. When you're down there at Coors Field, they're just a little bit uh, outside, less than a block away. Just go check them out. Uh, enjoy all the beers on tap, the Colorado Spirits. Everything is Colorado top to bottom, and it's all wrapped up in a wonderful view atop Blake Street on that rooftop bar. So get check them out as well, tap14.com. You spell that out, tap 14 Dot com for Ronnie K. Follow him at Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. My name is Sean Drotar, and you've listened to the Blake Street Irregulars on Mile High Sports.